0: We are live with another episode of Comic Talk. Uh, my sound sounds good. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. This is the show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about these, this comics. Uh, uh, no, this week's comic releases of this week. So if you didn't know already, DC Comics uh, now come out on Tuesdays. Marvel and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays. And now it's a Thursday, and we're here to talk about all the comics that we read. Uh, it would be kind of a boring show if I did it alone, um i only read 12 comics this week i don't know whether that's have a you lot ever tried to
1: do it alone have you ever like I don't just, want to. <sighs> it? like just go solo? I, I mean i could
0: <laughs> i could but it would be a lot of uh unless there was like audience interaction it feels like i would just be talking to myself or recording that, my thoughts you know what i mean that,
1: that feels like the next hill to climb
0: the, <laughs> i mean i could do it uh, what, like I could what do a, it. like
1: Dimitri thoughts brought to you by the Keg. Like, that's, it feels like that's where you got to yeah, go. Yeah,
0: memo, memo to <laughs> myself, um, you know, uh, read more comics. No, this week, I think I've read, I read almost everything this week, plus some indies. So I think you guys would be proud of me. Um, but first, before we uh, 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 get to the nitty gritty, let me introduce my guests. First up, we got Manny Batista coming from New York. Is that where New you're York. from? Live yes. from New York. It's Manny Batista. How you doing, Manny? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm really excited Manny to
2: talk Batista. about this week comics.
0: <laughs> it's me. Yeah. You doing
2: good? Yeah. I'm you doing really good over there? I'm looking forward to talking comics this week. I there's a lot I have a yeah, lot yeah. to talk about this week. So I'm forward really okay, cool. to it.
0: Um uh I have some general thoughts that I'm gonna pose to you guys. Like what's happening with sh- like comic shipments lately? Like I feel like it's just really off. And I know that we were kind of talking about a pre-show. But we're gonna get to that. Uh, let me introduce my second guest for today. Uh, we got Trevor Reese, everybody. Trevor's on uh, West Coast time with me.
1: Yep. Woo! Yeah. West, West Coast, is it sweater?
0: Is it sweater weather?
1: Uh, no, it's it's actually very hot. I have a fan running, but I feel like we're in November, so I'm gonna bust it out. I'm gonna put on a yeah. sweater. I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go all out. I don't know. It just felt appropriate because also like all my uh nerd t shirts need to be cleaned, although I yeah. probably should have worn my godzilla t shirt because it was uh his her its birthday yesterday
0: oh i didn't know sixty seven maybe you posted about that I did her, post like, about
1: it. it i i misposted i said it was seventy second because I can't do math in my head uh, it was actually mm-hmm. the sixty seventh uh, released in nineteen fifty four November third oh Okay, uh, well, happy, uh, Gajira. Birthday,
0: uh, <laughs> happy birthday to Gajira. Uh Are you a guy who's, like, theme and mood over comfort? Because that's what it seems like. You're like, oh, it's November, bring out the sweaters, and they're like, it's 90-something degrees. Uh, well, uh, you know, it's, I, it's about the theme. It's about the mood.
1: Yeah, more so than not, I would say I would sacrifice my comfort for a theme. Okay. Or, like, a bit, or, like, a joke, or, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if it, like... I'll go yeah. all in on what's being asked, is what I'm saying. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm so uh, well, I'm
2: glad. So cold over here.
0: Is it cold? And, and you're, you're a t-shirt. Wearing a t-shirt. Like we're, 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 we're in a dress
2: reverse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Thank you guys uh, uh, for coming out to this. Uh, before I ask you guys. Uh, basically the, the questions that I normally ask you guys is like uh, uh, if you you know if you only had time and money for one comic a month what would it be and then what's your pick of the week normally we do that and then you know we'll get into talking about the big comics that came out this week like Dark Knights of Steel, or um, uh, you know icon and rocket 4 there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff that came out this week uh, plus some Indies um, generally speaking is there something weird with comic shipments this month? Or in general,
2: last couple months. I know specifically the issue that I was having this week was that Static got released physically, but not digitally at all. Even though it's supposed to be okay. game date on Comicsology and on DC Infinite, yeah. And for some reason, it, that I know, I'm getting like that's releasing next week instead of this week. I don't know where that mix-up came in. That was super weird. Yeah,
0: I didn't. I didn't read it. I didn't because uh, I didn't. I didn't see it. So if I If I can see it. <laughs> Then I can read it. Um,
1: wow, really going all in we, on R. Kelly. All right. Can we parody?
0: <laughs> is parody allowed for canceled people? You know what I mean?
1: Like, can we still enjoy the joke? I, I faced that problem because yeah. I I had I wrote a play in college that it, the ending is inspired by Strangers with Candy, the, the comedy show, Amy Sedaris, Stephen mm-hmm. Colbert on Comedy Central. Every yeah. episode over the credits would have a dance number. And so I was like, I'm going to end this play with a dance number. And the song uh-huh. is forever by Chris Brown.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And so yeah. that song holds a special place in my heart. And like, Ooh, it's hard because it's like, but it's also like Chris Brown did all that stuff. Right. Like, so I don't know. Yeah. Cause it was all done well, in good humor yeah. and it's got a good beat. And it's it like, I don't know if it makes me feel weird liking it. So I don't know how much parody but again, they just did a sketch uh, on this, uh, on SNL.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, a few weeks ago. With, um, with I forget Thompson. how it went. Keenan Thompson is uh, a lounge singer, and he's singing at a funeral. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> And he's that's singing, right. I Believe I Can Fly. And they yeah. realize that the, the, gra- their, the family grandmother was actually, like, a, an apologist and a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. ends with Keenan singing uh, Remix to Ignition. that's right that's right so i mean Uh, i guess yeah i guess parody is fine
0: (laughs) is par? yeah is parody fine like weird Al has a trapped in the closet parody uh uh and so can you listen to that i don't know it's all maybe it's about whatever uh this is too much i don't know but this is this is is too much all i just wanted to do all i did was connect the dots in my head if i can see it then i will read it but now I mean, this, uh, this is
1: also a very Cosby sweater, too. Like, I think subliminally. I wasn't going to no, say anything. I wasn't going to say
0: anything. <laughs> sweaters are out. We can no longer yeah, wear sweaters. Chunky sweaters
1: because, like this. This is this is a yeah. danger zone. This is crazy. I'm actually very <laughs>
0: interested to see whether Jello pudding stocks went down. Uh, you know,
1: I <laughs> bet <laughs> stocks went down, but sales did not. Okay, if that makes sense.
0: Or sales went down the, and stocks did not.
1: No, I feel I feel the market panicked about it, but the average person did not allow Bill Cosby's presence to affect their love of Jello. Okay, good. I think the money people panicked. Okay, not the true. average person.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we got Danny uh, 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 Danny McGowan out there uh, in the chat, or at least she was. Uh, she's from Scotland. She's been on the show a couple times now. Uh, awesome. Uh, person awesome uh, TikToks. So go follow Danny, everybody. Danny McGowan, um, Manny. What? Oh, she is still here. What's up? Uh, <laughs> Let's Danny uh,
1: drop uh, drop your social media, Danny.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, drop it. Drop it in the chat. She was. You were on an episode, right, Trevor? Yeah. With, with Danny. Yeah.
1: But I don't remember yeah. her social media off the top of my head. That's what I'm saying. And, it's, no, and no, no, it no, seems Danny. you didn't. When <laughs> you're just like, yeah. everyone follow Danny. <laughs>
0: I've, so I've, directed, I did forget it. Also, directed. also in my head, I had to be Danny McGowan from Glasgow. And because originally Manny I was Batista Danny McGowan from, from Glasgow. <laughs> you know, and so I had to remember. Oh, so, yeah, that's right. Anyway, we had the whole
1: uh, Glasgow conversation. Yeah,
0: Glasgow. Well, but it's Glasgow. Glasgow, but Danny McGowan. It's, anyway. Uh, Manny. Uh are we moving on or did you have something to say
2: about this (laughs) all right so
0: comics uh you were you were talking about how static number four came out but it didn't come out everywhere does dc infinite dc universe infinite does that come out the day of like new releases come out on that app
2: for very specific comics? it does all the milestone stuff has been coming out day and date and you know comicology also updates day and date i know some of their dc horror stuff is also updating day and date on there okay uh but otherwise, you know, it's the same thing with Marvel Unlimited, where they wait. Like, I think it's about like a little less than a year before they start putting stuff on there. Okay. I think it's like six um, months or something like that.
0: I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't get to go physically to comic shops uh, uh, that often, especially not because of this show and I'm trying to keep up with everything. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, there was a couple of things. And then, like, did it seem like a slow week this week or? W- like I keep trying to make excuses on why it's a slow week. Because I keep I, going like, it "Oh, was, it's the end of the month, it's a slow week, but now it's the beginning of the month and it's a kind of a slow week. Yeah, Number it's wise, it's, it's, the it's the kind
1: of a slow week. it's the beginning of a month after I believe a fifth week month, right? That was October was a uh oh no, October was a regular month. Um yeah, I don't know what it was uh about this that made it feel like it was lesser. But I think it was like a lot of like new titles were launching, a lot of different stuff. Like there wasn't a lot of yeah. mainstream titles. Like it wasn't a lot of like monthlies coming out. It was a lot of like specials or m- new I- new issues of miniseries, yeah. like uh, Crash and Lobo. Um, yeah. Start of Human Target, which I'm not sure if that's limited or not. It is. Um, I think it's going it to be twelve.
2: It's a. The Tom okay. King special, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah get Tom to King doesn't Superman, do ongoings uh,
2: that much, right?
1: But, um, yeah, there's, uh, it felt like a weird week just because of what the titles were, re- that were released. But it was yeah. like a regular, like, issue numbers and like, like, titles released, it felt the same yeah. in terms of numbers.
0: There also, was a- I, th- I thought Amazing Spider-Man,
2: oh, what's that, what did you say? I I I feel like I I go by like what what the big titles are every week to figure out like if yeah. it's a light week or not right that, yeah. like you like you were about to say there's not a Spider Man but there was Avengers and yeah. a Batman uh, but like, uh, not Avengers proper yeah oh right that was the the Avengers Yeah, time. Marvel, it's, Marvel it's didn't the ti- have
1: yeah a single proper Marvel title out this month not even uh, X Men
0: because X Men Legends it X Men Legend out, but that's not yeah, no that's Spider-Man. not a proper X Men title.
1: Yeah, every and then like the only thing that had the only thing that Marvel publishes that had a main series issue was Star Wars. I think, so,
2: yeah. I think that's that's exactly yeah. what what what, yeah, what causes that feeling. It's the like, oh, there's no like big like superhero books out this particular week. Yeah,
1: but there's a yeah. ton of stuff out. Like there like you would not notice a dip in like if you went into a physical comic book shop, you would not notice like oh, there's like less titles out like right. you would not notice that but at the same time it's just like if you actually like look at the titles that are being offered it's just like oh they're a little different they're, yeah they're, they're not titles. the flagship
0: titles except for yeah. batman 116
1: yeah batman 116 was like it for dc too like
0: yeah yeah i mean dc had more releases this week and we'll, we'll talk about it then than marvel which yeah. is is weird because there was a point where Marvel was doing more than DC because DC got rid of a lot of their ongoings, and then they were just releasing some miniseries. So, like at the beginning of Infinite Frontier, DC wasn't releasing as much, and Marvel was like really producing. And so now it's it's a little weird but this but that this week it's a little
1: that, you know that is DC's sort of uh, like that's how they operate is start low and build.
0: I mean, tell they that to New Fifty Two.
1: <laughs> but New 52 started with the Justice League number one and, like, built out and, like,
2: had a schedule yeah.
0: and, like... But it was 52 mu- oh, issues a month.
2: Yeah, I know, I know, but, like, they, they, like... The wave of releases was pretty slow, I think, is what you're saying. Like, Justice yeah. League, yeah. like, the only thing on the first week was Justice League. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It and they just slowly the- put them, like, two or three at a time as as you kept yeah. going each week.
1: Yeah, I don't think... Yeah. it was. It wasn't until, like... By the time we were in the second month that all fifty-two issues had been or titles had been released.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm just saying it's it's it we're we're about like what six, seven months in into Infinite Frontier. And so like yeah. maybe they're picking up the pace now. Okay.
2: It's also a very good week for indies. Like yeah. Yeah. I had a lot it of fun was. with the indie comic this week. I was I was in that like my big thing yeah. takeaway for this week is that the indie stuff was really good.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, I almost ran out of space on my stream deck for for what I allot to indie comics, uh, but I just hit it. It just hit the right amount, and I'm like, boom, good. Um, I think the lesson is well, you
1: should be allotting more to indie comics.
0: It's that's, it's, that's what this I'm whole saying, setup like, is so much work, Trevor. <laughs> Also, there's not always uh, enough indie comics that, like, everybody's reading uh, that comes out. So, this week, there was a lot. Get,
1: get bullshit from, like, Blaze. <laughs> like uh,
0: Yeah, there's, there is there like, is a lot of random indie comics that I'm wondering, like, how many can they sell? Like, some of these, there's some, like, really indie, indie, indie comics that I'm yeah. like, does anyone read it? Not that it's bad, but, like, I didn't know some of these existed. Yeah.
2: They uh, find I'm out. Yeah. Takeaway for this for this episode is for people to start reading more indies because uh, there's a lot of stuff that I think that people can jump into like now because a lot of the issues yeah. that I read were like yeah. below ten issues at this point. So yeah, yeah.
0: I'm definitely not speaking ill of indies. Mm. Uh, uh, I've talked about this on on a previous episode. Like I personally don't read that many indies because I read mostly DC and Marvel just because I like the shared universe, the big sure. stuff, Invincible really hit home like for me Mm -hmm. so that's why i read invincible because they created like this huge world Mm -hmm. um and uh uh but indies are really good for new comic book readers to like jump into if they don't want to jump into some big shared universe and they just want to read the medium of comic books Mm -hmm. and like you know kind of start fresh and and read self-contained things Mm -hmm. with a beginning middle and an end hopefully uh indies are really good for that
2: also, just like to be able to expand the genre range of comics because it often feels like superheroes are like pigeonholed for the most part. I'm not going to say that there isn't yeah. stuff that like really breaks out of them. We're going to talk about some stuff that breaks out of that yeah. mold this week. Uh, yeah. But I feel like uh, indie stuff has has so much potential for other audiences that wouldn't be sort of uh, uh, that that aren't that don't like that the cape and cowl stuff just doesn't appeal to because there's a lot of people yeah. that that just. Is not for like that. Just right. That just don't feel that. And I love being able to go like, no, no, no. Comics are still for you. Comics are for everyone. Here's like a bunch of other yeah. stuff that you can read. Like me and Trevor were talking about earlier. There's like a very particular reader who reads like very specifically image comics, right? Or yeah. like like comics that are written in almost like the this could almost be an ongoing TV show style, right? Uh, right. And I feel like now more than ever, there's there's a lot of that for that audience and it's awesome
0: which yeah uh uh, comic books are not a a genre they're a medium and i think that like people need to realize that
1: it's it's kind of like like there are comic book readers who have read everything brian k vaughn has written except for the superhero stuff like there are people yeah. who have read every single issue of Saga and Why the Last Man, or even I just I just picked up uh, the Private Eye. I'd never like. It was, oh, that book is 50, so good. It's Fifty bucks, so it wasn't until I can get out of the library that I finally like got it. But I have finally have it. I'm like twenty pages in. It's awesome. It's amazing, but like it, it's a different thing. Like, mm-hmm. and so you have like these readers who, because the the thing about comic books is like. Before Superman, comic books were basically just comic strip reprints.
2: Yeah, they were the funnies.
1: Yeah, it was just the funnies. Put mm. Like, the first comic book was just a reprint of newspaper comic strips. And so, like, s- basically superheroes and the rise of original content go hand in hand, which is why they remain the lasting thing of comic books why they are, like, the main thing, because everybody just sort of, as as they grew the medium, just kept telling superhero stories. And so there's something about reading superhero comics that makes you really understand the medium, like, the way... Because the medium was built with superheroes in mind that you don't get if you're just reading, like, the indie comics. If you're just reading Brian K. if you've just read Saga, Paper Girls... Why the Last man that you're missing out on? Because um, it's weird. It's like, it's like it's basically like it's saying TV was built and developed on cop shows. Like there was nothing but cop shows. Okay. Everything on TV, ninety percent of TV was cop shows. Ten uh-huh. percent was just whatever else you wanted to tell. Okay. Like that's kind of the the situation that comic books like find themselves in, of the fact that like they built the medium on one genre, so now they've left themselves with like, well now the majority of the medium is just this genre.
0: Right. I mean, one could say uh, sitcoms are are the are TV's. Uh, uh, you know, literally genre, like.
1: But, like, it's insane. Like, literally no other genre in any other medium is as ubiquitous oh, okay. I get as superheroes heroes yeah. are in comic books.
2: It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's it's ridiculous. It's sort right. of wild how, right. we, how we built an entire medium off of, like, spandex dudes. Like, if you take a second to, like, zoom out of all of that, you're like, man, they really just stuck there for God knows how long. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and
1: which- it... It, like, it's it's not just, like, guys in spandex. It's, like, Jack LaLanne 1930s twirling mustache. Like, that's where Siegel and Schuster got the idea of the spandex was, like, from right. those, like, weightlifting ads from the 30s of, like, the guy kicking sand in the little dweeby guy's face so that he right. gets the book and lifts weights and becomes the strong man himself. Like, that's, like though that's like the basis of comic books it's
0: it's we're, we're also hard. generalizing though we are generalizing now comic books as a medium kind of did kind of come from america and kind of move outwards ish but we are also generalizing for american comics because when you I look mean, at he, what's popular in europe and asia um, um you're gonna and, go like, full stop
1: out on me and say uh common, common countries are the original comic books no no I mean, no 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 i'm gonna well, say
0: Tintin, Asterix, Disney comics are not well, superheroes, but those the, are the most popular in the other. End
1: call, the InCall, the InCall, which just got announced as uh, getting a feature. Out of I heard about the that. I, don't, I know
2: nothing about. I, I know nothing about the InCall. It's excellent. Go read it. Uh, yeah, the the thing okay. I, I think was interesting about comics, right? Is that Dimitri, you're right. That is very much an encapsulation of the evolution of comics in america right because right. Super, like like superheroes originated in america and that's how our version of the comic book industry was built but for example in other places like in europe or in asia the comic book industry evolves almost completely differently like like completely differently than it did here yeah, uh, like yeah. even even what people associate with as comics over there is very different than what we associate with the comics over here uh because if I go up to a random person on the street and I tell them to name a comic, they're going to tell me a superhero. Yeah. Uh, right. Which is like cool, but also really unfortunate because I feel like that's been the biggest gap for me in introducing a lot of people to comics is they have that uh, sort of uh, pre built notion that all of it is superhero comics. You know what it's I mean? It's
0: either like, superheroes
1: or Archie comics. Like yes, those are like, it's, so. it's one of the two. It's either the yeah. comic books these superhero stuff or Archie that you see at the grocery store as you're checking out.
2: Like,
0: which is more akin to funnies, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. But like opening that door to people is one of the coolest things ever. Have y'all ever done that where somebody like wants to get into, into comics and they're like, ah, superheroes are whack. And then you're like, "But like, what about this? And they're like, whoa. Yeah. It is the uh, best feeling. Ex. I got my, <laughs> I
0: got my ex into fables. She didn't finish, but like, like, Fables was her... I mean, she liked comic books and stuff, like, in general, the superhero stuff, but she wasn't going to sit down and spend time on an open-ended thing, and I think yeah. that that was, like, a big thing for certain people. Certain people, they don't want to spend all their time just reading everything. So Fables has a beginning and a middle, and it, back then it didn't have an end, but, like,
2: you know. Hey, my girlfriend hates superheroes. Like, she's not a superhero person at all, but yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, you know, introduced her to a couple of indie comics, like Saga and things like that, and she, like, fell in love. And seeing, like, and and I I used to work at a shop for a very long time, so I would see, like, that uh, in different ways happen all the time. Uh, And I love that. And now I think more than ever, indies are in the public eye in a real and meaningful way. Like, thanks to, like, shows like The Walking Dead as much as everybody has grown tired of it or a lot of people have grown tired of it or something, I think it really, I think shows like that uh, really did a lot to show people that, like, comics are a lot more than like dudes in spandex, and I dig that, as much as I also obviously dig dudes in spandex.
1: <laughs> but you're right, <laughs> yeah. like, it, like it, there's such a different story to, like, even, like, in America, we generalize it as uh, manga, as, like, a specific thing, but, like, their storytelling is so different. Like, how many mangas have ends? How many mangas are full-fledged stories and not right. just this perpetual second act that uh, we have in, in comic books. Cause that's really like right. the main, I, I would say the main difference between American comics and the rest of the world's use of uh, graphic, uh, graphic storytelling, comic storytelling is yeah. we don't like ends. Yeah. We don't like producing ends to our uh, stories.
0: I think it's because it's linked to big, two big companies, DC and Marvel. They yeah, don't no, want they, they, an end. Cause they yeah. you get the end of your IP. Like exactly. why would you ever? Yeah. Mickey Mouse doesn't have an end, so why would Superman?
2: You know. Well, also because comics. That's are how we a, view it. Like modern comics are a uh, are a medium or like are a genre. Superhero comics, modern superhero comics, are a genre fundamentally yeah. built on nostalgia, for better or for worse. Because mm. the writers right now are people who grew up with those characters. They're not right. coming in. Nobody's ever coming in fresh to reading to to writing superhero comics. Period. You know what I mean. Uh, writing, so therefore, yes. yeah. to writing, yeah, reading different story, but writing superhero yeah. comics, you're ne- you're never coming in fresh. Uh, you're always coming in with who you think that character is, right? So, like for example, uh, the, the the best and the most clear example is Jeff Johns. I'm very hit or miss on Geoff Johns for the most part, but he has a very particular thing that he likes to do, where he'll go. Well, my favorite character growing up was Hal Jordan, Barry Allen. So they're the only ones that should uh, be in that mantle right now. You know what I mean, right? And so we have this cycle of nostalgia because, like, for example, I think without Jeff Johns, the Flashbook would have moved, like, way forward in a way more interesting direction if he didn't bring back Barry Allen. Same thing
0: with Hal Jordan. He shouldn't He shouldn't have brought back Barry Allen. It's debatable he should have brought back Hal Jordan, um, but he, he, he definitely should not have brought back Barry Allen. Wally West was—and, like, Jeff Johns never treated Wally as a second-class citizen until he brought back Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. Like when he wrote Wally, he wrote Wally as the num like numero uno. But like when he brought back Barry well, Wally, no, he was like, eh, I don't care about you anymore. I'm tired of you."
1: All right. Well, to 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 be technically fair, he didn't bring back Wally. DC editorial and Grant Morrison in Final Crisis brought Robin back, Barry, but yeah. then Jeff Johns Wait, Final Crisis. Or Final when crisis, are we talking? That's when Barry on okay. okay. in Final Crisis. Okay. Yeah. Um, if I misspoke, if I said a different crisis, I'm sorry.
0: No, 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 no. You, you um, did. I was thinking. Okay, sorry. Keep going.
1: But, uh, but yeah, no, you're, you're, you're totally right. Of just like you have these people who just install. Wait, oh no, you said brought back is.
0: Barry or brought back Wally. But you said it. No, you said back editorial. Barry. Yeah. Okay, that's where I'm confused.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So I misspoke. Editorial um, said I misspoke to bring on back the name Barry. of the Flash, not the name of the crisis. That's Good. where okay, I got. That's confused. where I messed okay. up. Okay. Um, yeah, because, uh, yeah, they uh, they brought back, uh, him, but I don't know. It's, it's cause it's also like, I mean, it's nostalgia built also on power fantasy. Like that's the, like Siegel and Schuster, like had power fantasies. Like that's like the artwork is inspired by all this bodybuilder, uh, physique and, and, and and depictions that you see in like photos um yeah. by jo- joe schuster because he was obsessed with workout magazines like he was obsessed with like he like lifted weights he was like like one of the first people who was like uh like doing bodybuilder stuff just to do it as like a thing
0: the original greg capullo am i right <laughs> you know what i'm talking about because yeah, no, greg, greg capullo the, posts on his instagram all yeah, like jacked. working out he i'm he like was, yeah. yeah joe schuster was draw, the original dude? jacked
1: artist <laughs> he was the original jacked artist and it was like based on the power fantasies, and like, yeah, uh, like Lois Lane was built on Jerry Siegel's like unrequited loves growing up, like g- going through high school. So like, yeah, it's yeah. nostalgia for something that was built as a power fantasy. So the I whole mean, thing is just you guys like say nostalgia.
0: Psyche. I I agree with the nostalgia thing. I also think that it's it's a interesting overlap of of mythology meets current like progressive change. So there's a power fantasy built into it. But it's a mythology in the way that it's not in the past. It's in the present and building a pantheon that is now.
1: But the word you just used has proved why, like, the immovability of it is mythology. There are certain things that have to be always, no matter what. Like, we're running into it now. Like, how long really is Ben Riley going to last as Spider-Man? How like, you know, long is it going Approximately eight months. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm surprised they're even launching this. I thought this would have been something they had launched in, like, January after uh, No Way Home. Like, the fact that they have Ben Riley in the spider suit when they're launching a Peter Parker Spider-Man film is weird. But, like, yeah, yeah, this is, like... There's this thing of, like, always return to basics. Return to basics is always... Put yeah, the toys back in the toys box. Like... Yeah, it's like, oh, thank God, we're going back to basics. So yeah the the whole thing of the mythology fact of it means that there are immutable facts about these characters that cannot be changed is the implication I, of using those of using yeah. that terminology
0: I think that that's because and we're gonna get to these titles and these questions soon, but what i wanna what i i think d c is changing, and the the cynic in me is saying, yeah, but it's like it's gonna go back to normal soon. But if you think about the recent shift, which is understanding that your demographic isn't just cishet white males, which they finally have, have done that, then you are starting to realize that progress has to be made in order to hit these demographics that we haven't hit before, which DC is doing. So the question is, can we can the progression of the continuity and the stories then happen because they're shifting people around to hit those demographics? You get what I'm saying? If, yeah. if people don't want Superman, but if people like John Kent Superman better, then John Kent, because of the aging up of his demographic, the people that like him, could that just continue? Like, will we just have John Kent Superman from now on? I want to Can that be, right? be possible?
2: I really no, do, no. but every single time that comics have done that, we have been proven absolutely wrong. Marvel has tried that, like, seven times, bro. Yeah. Like, and every right. single time, the same, it's the same cycle of, we are making real change with this, and then the Falcon is back as the Falcon after a right. terrible, like, Captain no, uh, America run. Uh, let's same go back. Thor, et cetera.
1: No, but let's go back to what we were just talking about, Wally West. True. Wally right. West was cemented as the Flash. The torch was passed, A generation grew up with Wally. Our Uh generation, like people in their 30s.
0: Actual progress of the continuity. As
1: Wally West is the Flash. Even to the point of like, they didn't make Barry Allen the Flash in Smallville. I mean, they didn't make Wally West the Flash in Smallville. But Justice League Flash was Wally West. Like, Wally West was cemented. Wally West was the Flash. And boom. God, no, Barry Allen is the Flash. Which because is that was one editorial reality, decision. Flash. Jay Garrick's The Flash. Like, that's the other thing. It's like it's nostalgia yeah. for the second iteration of these characters. Well, yeah, because uh, now, now Silver we're Age. getting it's the Silver blowback Age. Wally West. Yeah, the second nostalgia. iteration.
2: Hear me out, yeah. though. Now we're getting the blowback Wally West nostalgia. As we move forward, people are going to have nostalgia for different things, and that's going to be the thing that we move back to. That's Wally why West is The Flash
1: right now in The, in the Flash. Because How long is that going to last? Fucking.
2: The people who are writing The Flash now are the people who are writing The Flash. Wally West was The Flash for most of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I I agree with this summation, though. I do agree with the
0: cyclical summation that we always look 20 years back if mm-hmm. the fan base does not change. But if the fan base changes, which it is now, like I, like we're, uh, most of us are plugged into TikTok. Mm-hmm. And the fact is there are 13-year-olds that are like John Kent is my Superman. Those 13-year-olds will will age up. And we see the cycle of like, it's always just going to be 20 years in the past. Like, we just, and those people become authors and they write what they like, except for the demographics are changing, which means the authors are going to be changing, which means 20 years from now, <clears throat> if, if, if the Barry Allen decision wouldn't have happened. But because this, I think that editorial could be like, no, Wally West is the flash. Yeah, but, and maybe uh, Jesse Quick is the flash after that.
2: Hear me out, hear me out, Dimitri. That would be cool if we didn't keep going back. So, like, for example, there's a whole generation of people who grew up with Barry Allen right now. Yeah. yeah. Period. Barry Allen will become the Flash again. And, but through hell or high water. Because right before this era of Wally West that we are in that just started. Right. Barry Allen was the Flash for a decade? More than a decade? More than a decade. Right. Since, like, tw- 2009? 2008?
1: Yeah, uh, okay. yeah about two thousand Flash
2: Rebirth? Yeah, yeah, because uh, um, yeah,
1: yeah. I all, all I know is Duke Fifty Two was twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah, he, and he <laughs> all that's and then yeah, he had been around yeah. for a bit for like a year. Yeah, Rebirth, no, Rebirth, no, it was like two thousand eight. So he'd been around for a couple years. Because uh, like, or the Flash he, series was like at like twenty four. Yeah, by the time Flashpoint hit, so yeah, right, it would have been like two
2: thousand nine or two thousand eight. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, or like, fucking, Hal Jordan. Uh, the, i don't jordan's- think
0: i i don't think i don't i think Hal F- jordan's phasing out i don't think he's anyone's favorite anymore and i think that there's going to be some progress because of it because people are connecting more with john stewart john stewart more than ever i'm telling you that if dc comics invested in black writers more we would just get john stewart
2: i mean like, like if dc or marvel you know? invested in People and writers of color or women writers yeah. at all, like that'd be super dope. Like they're like we're getting better, yeah, obviously. But we're getting we're
0: like, we are getting that. I'm I'm still we're still, we're still relying on like hopeful. the same
2: eight white guys is the problem. Like, <laughs> at yeah, the time we need, every like the big forces at Marvel or DC are never like. I unfortunately you've never been able to say like that one of like the big writers who's like really leading the charge at Marvel or DC has been anybody who wasn't a straight white dude. Right. Uh, like, look at. I mean like, Jim we, Jim Lee. Jim Lee but really Jim, is
1: but the, okay no, no, no. But the problem with the problem with Jim Lee, hmm. and, and I'm not I'm not meaning this to be like oh, the problem with Jim Lee. The problem with Jim Lee is all of his effort to, to make sure representation is happening is focused on getting his 90s image buddies work. That's like it's true. like Scott <laughs> O'Dell uh, yeah. and then uh, Fabian N- Nietzsche, like that. Like, yeah. Jim Lee's use of the door to help <laughs> his 90s image buddies. But he is but to his credit, like he is. A, a a non-white man who is basically running DC at this point. Like Jeff Johns is gone, Dan Didio is gone. It is Jim Lee at the helm, but Jim yeah. Lee doesn't have. It, Jim Lee's the figurehead, but Jim Lee doesn't have uh, the 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 support structure below him to enact any change. I like, that's the I problem. I hate is Jim Lee now. I hate to. Sorry. no! I'm going I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm sounding like all bitchy. No, no, no. Make your point. <laughs> I didn't mean to say like
0: that. <laughs> it's cool. I hate Okay, okay. No. Sorry. I would hate to talk a lot about Jim Lee not knowing the complete breadth of him and I and I know him enough. Uh I I don't want to Okay. Uh how do I how do I put this? Before we move on to to, <laughs> to, to to the comments that came out this week. Jim Lee, although being a uh non-white uh uh man, very high up, never seemed to me like for the cause and maybe that was a product of the time, but even nowadays he, he doesn't push the progress that I think we need and that, that other writers push. He always seemed to me. And again, maybe I'm speaking out of my ass and I don't have enough uh, <laughs> uh, to, to, to comment on. His biggest push for representation came from, from, like Wildstorm and image, but it they were no milestone, let's just say that you know. Jim well, Lee always seemed like an establishment man that was writing white characters, hear, hear me out there, and drawing I mean, white
2: characters. The, the, I think the, the, also, the also, the other thing is that you have, you have to sort of take into account a lot of the big minority forces in comics through the years have been artists, not writers, which is why the direction has not changed. Jim Lee an artist like he's written stuff to, and like I'm not yeah saying,
1: yeah but no he's an artist
2: yeah. yeah fundamentally man is an artist man yeah pushes the the brand forward not through the characterizations or anything visually because he he literally defined the entire 2010s of dc because he's the one who did all the fucking costume designs for new 52 etc whatever you can yeah. think, whatever you think of those blah blah, blah right? and then ultimately
1: right. with last man standing it, it Editorial, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, too. Like, like it, it started right. with that. It started with his artistic interpretation, uh, contribution, and then eventually led to he is now fucking running the shit By the end of that decade,
0: right? But if he's running the shit, has he made big editorial changes? Maybe he but, is. Well, who? Maybe he is responsible for the for the hope that I feel now. I don't know. I can't attribute that. I, I, I do feel hope now for certain changes that that DC and Marvel have been doing.
1: I didn't. I I didn't mean to cut off Manny with with my little snide comment. Uh, but I just wanted to say. Uh, well, I wanted to say like the 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 one thing that I I consider with Jim Lee is he was hired as part of a triumvirate. He was like that was the announcement that it was him, Jeff Johns, and Dan Didio. And Jeff Johns left, and Didio got got fired, and Jim Lee just got stuck with the bag. And so Jim Lee was like. He, I think Jim Lee is is rising to to the challenge. I think the way the way the stuff I saw from Jim Lee over DC Fandom was, I felt like the first time I've like seen like this is how Jim Lee wants to like be the head of the company. Yeah. Um, but like he didn't sign up for this initially to be the one running things. Yeah. Like it was supposed to be Didio and then Jeff Johns and then him. Like I, I feel like that trio was like he was the bottom of and like by choice like by by design yeah. like i think he wanted to be at the bottom focusing on what he knew what to do what he learned from wildstorm and what he learned from that and apply it to like be more like hands on on the making of johns running like the overall and didio's like the figurehead and now right. he's the last one standing and i think jim lee is like oh fuck like I'm the guy now, like, and he wasn't even ever the guy, like, at Image, like, Wildstorm was, like, a a segment of Image, like, he's never been the guy until now at DC, and I think he's slowly rising to it, but I, I, the past couple months with how he was, uh, the stuff I saw from him from Fandom makes me think that he is realizing his power, that he's realizing what he like him being at the head means, and then he's finally yep. like in a position in his life to be that. That's the impression I got. Like, change,
0: or is he just gonna glide? I don't know. I mean, and that—that's my like, biggest concern for for him specifically. Maybe, I mean, again, I like, can't Jim, blame him.
1: I don't. Jim Lee's like one of like how many other people have tried to go up against the machine and failed to make change. Like, how many times have we tried to replace Spider Man or Batman and they come back? How many times have we tried to change X, Y, and Z? Like. To put the pressure I mean, on Jim Lee, like, oh, you're the one screwing up DC. Is like, I mean, the guys, fair, no, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not blaming yeah, him yeah. for
0: screwing up DC. <laughs> more like, more like I'm questioning his inaction, and I mean, and and because regardless of whether uh, whether he's changing now, I just I, I would put my eggs in another basket as far as socio political change and representation in comic books.
2: I think you know? to be fair. To like the comics as the machine right now, I think we're all just like really jaded because one we've been we've all been reading comics for like I'm going to assume decades for both of you right for a long ass time, yeah. uh, and so you know you see it, you see you see it happen all the time you see like oh man things are getting interesting and we're changing it up and then you sort of go back to the status quo and then you're all like uh. ah yeah. but then you also sort of miss the status quo because you know Wally West isn't the Flash anymore uh, and you you sort of become like tired of it and and just go like ah it's never gonna change because you see and like any any time or at least for me i know anytime that i see like things moving in the right direction i'm like sick i love that i love to see more books being pushed by a diverse group of creators uh pushing a diverse group of characters but i'm also always like i really want this to last but it never really does and like i always get so invested in very particular parts of it too that i know are like not going to be there for a while. I'm looking at you, Jane Foster Thor. You were right. You should have lasted for way longer. Uh, Laura at King. least, though,
0: she's still what? Valkyrie. Like, at least she's still a superhero. Does she still have her title? No. She doesn't have uh, that ongoing her, her, her
2: title finished. That's, yeah. uh,
1: but yeah. I, that's what I want to say is like, we've been reading so long that you're totally right. You're spot on with like the, the jadedness and, and like the, the, the we have we see the cyclical nature and can predict we can we can see the winds changing but at the same time i think that blinds us to the fact of like you know maz morales exists and stuck and is a thing and he's never going anywhere and 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 spider gwen is a thing and exists and is going anywhere. Right. jane foster thor is going to be put on the big screen in the next thor movie like and, and, and she Miles might come Morales,
0: back. Who knows? Why wouldn't she come back as as Thor in like, the comics? And how many like people, when the movie like, comes
1: out? But how many people are gonna uh, saw like my nephews? Miles, they know yeah. Miles Morales is Spider Man as right. equal as Peter Parker. Like it is not like right. a. It's not that's a why I'm saying Barry Allen was the first. Wally West was the second. Like, yeah, but I maybe like, I think we, we we've. We are so focused on the fact that the monoliths aren't changing, that that Stonehenge is not changing, that we don't recognize that the grass around it is growing and growing stronger and greener.
2: That's, I think that's totally fair. And I think, Dimitri, what you were mentioning before about how we are now building... Because the comics will always revert back, right? Obviously. But now through other media, we are building this audience of kids who are growing up with these characters definitively as these characters that right. probably won't change back for any meaningful amount of time. Sam Wilson's going to be Captain America for a while, and that's going to be Captain America to a whole generation of audiences, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that that is going to definitely affect how sort of comics move forward and things like that, because now you're, you're weaseling into the audience's heads that the definitive versions of these characters are, you know, these sort of new and fresh versions of <laughs> them that we've been chilling with for God knows how long. And also right. keep keep in mind, like the comic books are not
1: sacred as the individual text of the mythology of the characters. Perry White, the Daily Planet, Jimmy Olsen, all premiered in the Superman radio show. Harley right. Quinn, one of the most recognizable IP for DC in the world, came from the Batman animated TV show. So, like these mediums, re- like influence the comic books, and so yeah, I think at the same time. We should be putting pressure on the medium and, and the genre of superhero comic books to be further represent representative. But the the other medium, the stuff that is getting pushed, is being more representative. And we are getting kids who are getting to see that. And yeah. um and that will
0: come back because it is like That's what I'm saying. That it's like I'm not it used to be that it was a 20-year cycle of this moving forward. But because We we now that roots and the and and, and the tentacles are in people's minds that like more people now, mainstream audiences care about Rocket the Raccoon, uh it's that's that's changing. Then more money is being put into what these people want. And if and people want Sam Wilson as Captain America in the movies, they're going to get that. And that will affect the comic books, and we will we won't lose Steve in the comics, but things shift well, miles yeah, morales for instance you know that's that's I mean, like, we that's do have to move like, on to the comic titles but yeah, <laughs> yeah works.
1: well that's a, like just the final thing is like yeah steve rogers is always gonna be there but right. all the push of the other media is gonna make sure that sam wilson's appearing in a title every month too that's true. like that's the thing exactly. it's like
0: that's, and the that's a recent change that's a recent change that will build upon it just like uh the the kids there are literal kids right now on tiktok that are all about x-men and they're all about queer representation right and like they will grow up and they will push for more of that and i think that by expanding the medias the media of of comic books and movies and tv and stuff we have now affected change that's where my hope lies
1: but that the the, the the idea of X-Men as queer representation goes back to us being teenagers uh, with uh, I, I agree. An X2 and the have you thought right. about not being a mutant? I agree like but they've like, built
0: upon that now
1: they built That's upon where it but the like, progress is but the, the progress has also been seeds have been planted. So right of
0: course yeah I'm not taking our credit like a, a way, what are we outraged
1: millennial. about? I don't know, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, but doesn't Gen that tend to be where most comics b- arguments come from? Yo, what are we outraged <laughs> about by the end? Like, it... yeah, yeah, uh, arguing over, when did, did they take it, it
1: seriously? When did they take representation seriously?
0: Uh, and I think there is a recent, i <clears throat> I would like to hope that their representation of of like a uh, uh, diverse representation of writers, which is different now and artists and characters is not a trendy thing. And DC comics has been putting a lot of thought into it. And which is weird. I, I wouldn't put my eggs into that basket, but they have and okay, we'll see where that goes. Um, let's get into the comics and, and, and maybe we'll see some like changes depending on like this week's comics. Uh, sometimes comic books are like throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks, uh, like Dark Knights of Steel. <laughs> and, like They're like, all right, let's have some fun with some Elseworlds and like kind of do that sort of thing. Um, what I want to ask you guys real quick is uh, if you have money to buy one title a month, what would it be? Money and time only to, to, to spend on one title a month, Which which would it be?
1: Like this issue this month?
0: No, nah, it doesn't this have to. Week. Be. It
1: just I mean it's just it's just it doesn't have to be this week. I mean, but that my answer would be the same as last time I gave it, which would be Amazing Spider-Man. Um, okay. but like out of the stuff that came out this week, like if I was going to buy one issue this week, it would be Batman yeah. Superman Authority Special.
0: Did everybody read that? Yes. Let's uh l- let's talk about that. Let's let's get down to it. Um, I, I read that as well. Um, this is kind of a spinning off of the Superman and the authority five issues, right?
2: Yeah, I, that, okay, all right. This is the DC yeah. thing. Is that this I'm where
0: gonna... you're jumping in? Okay. Is yeah.
2: this where you're... Is this, <laughs> a, did I, did I just trigger it? Like, are we going to have oh, a whole oh, yeah. conversation about continuity? Okay, all right. Real all right. quick, this mm-hmm. is coming directly out of the last issue of Superman, because in the last issue of Superman, Superman's like, all right, time to go to War World, hey, Batman. Come meet my new team. And then the authority is there. And then it's like, you know, to be continued in Batman slash Superman slash the authority. But the issue with that is the the Superman from Superman and the authority, clearly not the one that we're working with in the main Superman title, right? That's what but, I've been saying. Yes. yes. But the issue with that is that this book tells you, if you want to know how super how this version of Superman, that being the Superman from Action Comics, because that's the one that Action, Com- Action Comics said that this is the next issue, part of that. Yeah, If you want to know how he met the authority, Go read Superman and the Authority, which makes no fucking sense because that book is so different from everything else going on right now, and it is infuriating. Where does that book take place? There's a lot of questions. It it doesn't make
0: sense why old Superman is losing his powers and everything in the beginning of Superman and the Authority, and he comes from a world where JFK didn't die, right?
2: Yes, but this book is both a sequel to the current action comics, according to the last issue of Action Comics, where they said... Go read. This super- is back in continuity. It's supposed yes. to be. But also, this book says if you want to see how super, how this version of Superman met the Authority, right. go read Superman and the Authority, which is clearly not the case because this Superman is not that Superman. I agree. I'm. I've what been outraged
0: mean? about this. What is old? Like, where is old Superman? Because Superman and the Authority. I feel like they just ditched that idea and they're pretending nobody remembered it. Is that kind of what they're doing? Are they they, retconning
2: uh, Superman the Authority already to say that this that he met them in the same way? But this is but it was the our Superman, Marvel. uh, Marvel, his. I mean, Grant Morrison
1: historically has gotten their uh, stories retroact like retcon immediately. I remember literally the like week or two after his uh, their final X Men issue. Was Excalibur number one where Magneto's like, "I'm alive." That's right. The Zorn, Grandma the Zorn, Zorn, Zorn Magneto retconned problem.
0: like that.
2: Not it surprised. It's so not surprised. It doesn't. I someone really, needs to tweet. Really can,
0: can someone tweet at 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 them at DC, <laughs> whoever? Like, because we need to figure this out. Because this has been a problem. In th- since the beginning of Superman and the authority that I've always pointed out, like he's old, he's wearing the kingdom come outfit ish. Uh, it's from a universe where JFK didn't get assassinated. Like he's been operating since the sixties. Right. Yeah. Like in the beginning of that, but by the end of that, it's like, nah, we're cool.
2: What is going on? Who like, DC has been doing this with a lot of titles where they just set it in an alternate timeline, universe, whatever, or the future state or whatever the hell. Yeah. But they don't fucking tell you. So you're reading the book right. and the continuity is very different here than it is in any other book. And you're like, like what, is it, what does it mean? How do I connect right. these? But the, but the issue, I wouldn't have any issue with that. I know what the fuck a, a, an out-of-continuity story looks like, right? But, right. But it crunch- refers back to it. Yes, the continuities between their out of continuity books, their future state books, and their current books is so similar. Yeah, that you're that you're like naturally wanting to connect them, or even for example in this book they connect them, but they don't connect. This is like definitely a person who reads too many comics problem. But <laughs> like,
0: uh, it's more than I mean. It, okay, let's just uh, say uh, my Pepe mom Sylvia. But, <laughs> I, I'm sure that everybody would have this problem if they were reading it in that order. They're, you know. It's not just us. It's 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 it's, it's anything. It's it, it is confusing. Well, I mean, uh, but, but
1: let's. I, I would I would also say like it's just confusing. Of like, is this uh, an annual like a special of Batman Superman? That title is this a special for the Superman of the Authority? Like literally, just like I'm looking at the screen we have displayed right now. And yeah, Batman slash Superman Authority or, colon Authority Special One like i think it was time to action <laughs> like that but that also doesn't
2: make any sense to me like
1: i i, yeah. I i'm i will just suck up like I, again like going back to we've been reading comics so long like I will just suck up like all right like just draw me in the middle of the story if I like it enough mm-hmm. I can go with the flow I'm down like I like continuity as long since like be, like I've given up on caring about it but like this literally is like Whose book is this? Like, where is this Oops. coming from? Like, yeah. literally, like, wh- what series is this coming from? What's it jumping off of? Because that's a real problem. Like that, like, aside from like the story logic and everything, like, am I picking up the special from my series? Or am I picking up a special from another series that just happens to feature all the characters? from my series, special guest starring. That's where which you're confused. is not unheard of. No, that's what I'm saying, where my confusion would come from. But, like, yeah, like, yeah. that's where I see the continuity problems coming from. It's just, like, where is this book even starting from in the first place to even establish where all these continuity, uh, like, hiccups are coming from? Like, oh. even, like, DC's not even doing any favors and like, labeling it let alone yeah. crafting a story that follows any one single continuity just and make, the rules yeah, that the were issue established of
2: either book like just make just the, the the next issue of either book if it's yeah, the next issue of superman like is it batman
1: is it a mashup is it two specials from the batman book and the superman book is it a the batman superman right. title cuz like it's got the logo on that like
0: it looks it has the logo of batman/superman slash so you yeah. know um, yeah like that's
2: like but, like, this is follows directly off of action, though. Straight up. Because literally the end right. of action is Superman pulling up to the authority with Batman. And he's like, yo, this is my new team. And Batman's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's, so
0: let's it's talk the, the Batman-Superman authority issue special
2: too. coming
1: from Action Comics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about the content of this issue. Was there anything big that you guys uh, uh, noticed in this issue? Uh, I, I'll start off, like, Empire of Shadows. I feel is going to be the next Batman who laughs because everybody loves alternate universe, Batman. And I think empire shadows is the next big thing. Not in a good way. I'm just, it's, 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 it's going to be a thing. That's what I said.
1: I mean, but it's also like, just, it's a cool concept. I like I like the build of like, Oh, that's, that's Bruce Wayne, not Ra's al Ghul. Um, yeah like, that little fake-out. Yeah, I could see it, but it was also, like, such a nebulous thing that it's just, like, that could have just been something they built up that's just, like, one and done, and, like, maybe we'll see it, but that could also just be, like, a just let the villain twirl their mustache, and if a writer has an idea that we can pick up later, they can take it, but for now, we we could just leave it there, and it can be picked up at any time that an idea comes, like, strikes a writer, but
0: but, like... They don't kill anyone. Keep that in mind. All the Empire Shadows people are still alive. Yeah. And they're all alternate universe Bruce's kids. They're going to bring them back. It is going to be a plot point. And, I mean, we could move on from this if you if you just think it's too early to tell. But I definitely think this is the next Batman Who Laughs. Like, what
2: made this the one book that you want to pick up, Trevor? I'm curious. I like the art. I like the flow. I, I, I always... I like
1: when Batman and Superman have their snarky relationship, Mm. like, that's when they feel the most like actual, like, friends is when they're just, like, fucking bitching at each other. (laughs) And there was a lot of that. There was a lot of, like, Superman just, like, just trust me, man. I'm Superman. Like, and Batman's like, but, like, you see these people. You see how I could not trust you. Like, I get the concept of trusting Superman, but you have said trust me on this idea and i'm looking at the idea and i'm like what the hell man um and i li- i like i like the art i liked the fact that we switched I, to I, campus, man. yeah I, li- I liked uh i liked a little bit of the fact that it was built into the world that they recognized that they had changed artistic styles um and I I mean I like the dark multiverse as a thing like I can see Dimitri like I I'm feel I really do feel like the dark multiverse is just going to become a trope as opposed to the constant uh like plot points I think at this point if it's not Snyder doing it DC's just going to let it sit so I don't I really don't see this as the tease of the big bad more so, like any more so than like the fact the seat the issue ends with them saying like but we'll be back. Mm-hmm. But it's like if the Flash Batman and the Joker Batman and all these other Batmans couldn't stop the universe, Razo Ghoul Batman's gonna do it. Okay, like
0: no, I'm but, not saying it's gonna be a big end of no, the universe I know, event, yeah, it, it, yeah. But you, might, might, you might, know they're yeah, gonna cross be over a, a
1: Six okay. issue, it might be a trade, it might be a storyline. I get that, yeah. but like at the same time, like. I think it's more just becoming like a trope, like the dark multiverse being a thing that could rear its head. Like I think that's the the recurring thing that's now being in playing and being in use is that the dark multiverse is this thing that's just gonna keep generating yeah. dark versions of of the heroes for them to face. Like that's more what I think is gonna be popping up more and more and more is that idea as opposed to any one individual idea brought up. But yeah, I just liked the story. It was just, it was just fun. Um, it was between that and Human Target, and I felt like that maybe Human Target might be picked by someone else, so I didn't want to pick it. Um, so I went with this. But um, I'll definitely talk about Human Target. But yeah, there was. Uh, it was just fun. Like I don't know. I like. I also like pragmatic Superman. I like, like it's not Zack Snyder's. Like, oh, I took a life so now I understand the power of like life It, but it is like a Superman who is not like oh well just hope is how we have to live it's, it's, it's someone who like has earned the right to believe that the best will work out and I right. like when Superman's in that mode and like and also like Superman's like proven right that pieces of shit aren't that bad <laughs> I like that <laughs>
2: I think that taken in in isolation, right, outside of my continuity pitching, which I have a lot. Uh but taken in isolation, this is like a fun one shot. Philip Kennedy Johnson, yeah. as he's been doing in the in the main action comics title and since he's like been doing the Superman stuff, I think has an excellent characterization of Superman. I think he gets that character. I think he fundamentally understands what makes Superman cool and makes him both cool while still being like this sort of beacon of hope and the nice dude they yeah. want wanted to be, you know what I mean? Uh, I like the like you said, I like the relationship between Batman and Superman here because they feel like genuine friends. Because I often really hate the really antagonistic relationship, right? But this feels more like Matt Wagner Trinity, uh, yeah. Batman and Superman, which I which is my favorite uh, version of the characters. Um, I, I, like, I like
1: I like it because it's like super like Superman is just like. Like, be pessimistic, man. You're up against Superman. Like, <laughs> like every fucking thing you say. But I'm Superman. Like, like I love, what, what he's just like, yeah, that that take on it. But sorry, yeah,
2: uh, yeah. He, he continues to be like, like I'm I'm not gonna let you let me fall into that trap, Bruce. We know this. uh Yeah, i, I and the artist change was I think fun swapping to Ben Twamble Smith once we went to the Dark Multiverse. I. I, there's a lot of dark multiverse stuff that's been happening, and I hope that this is just like a cool one shot to introduce the fact that Superman is going to space with these authority homies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this yeah. is just a, a road a road bump, like a, like a little bump to the war to the War World storyline that we're leading up to in Action yeah. Comics, as opposed to the start of like a a new uh, dark multiverse thing. Uh, I yeah, think at, be, a
1: at, at best, it'll be a callback thing, like after War World. World. When they're at their weakest and they're licking their wounds, and all of a sudden that the empire of shadows comes back. I think it'll, if anything, if it comes back, it'll be with contained within the series, not the the event.
2: Yeah. Fair. Also, I think yeah. that like the villain is a good guy needs to like I'm taught like God. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Bruce and Talia.
1: Oh, good job.
2: Right you really you really got me with
1: that, that one, your, guys. yeah, was that your senior thesis? Great.
0: <laughs> um as we uh 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 we got a lot more titles to to cover. Uh I want to know Manny's pick of the week. We'll just go pick of the week.
2: Uh Ooh, there was a lot of stuff that I had to choose from this week cuz there's a lot of stuff that I really liked. Uh but yeah. I think when it came down to it, the thing that I was most interested in reading and kept me most interested was the 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 me you love the me you love in the dark number four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. See, I, uh, I had
1: mentioned in our chat beforehand that I had read this, but I have not. So I I, I want to be sold on it because I have all four issues ready. I thought I was gonna give myself enough time to read all four and be set to talk. I did not, but I saw reading, I saw that ti- that the that title was advertised in uh walking dead deluxe this week i saw that cover and i I hadn't heard the title saw scotty young and like awesome but then saw the art and recognized scotty young's not drawing it or hey corona yeah and so yes what's this book about because i it looks amazing i like just from that cover alone i was like sold on it downloaded all four
2: issues ready to uh to read it tell me about it uh so this is a horror love story this with this woman who is a painter who's looking for inspiration but can't find it moves into this house that they say is haunted and she's like I don't believe in any of that shit but hopefully that sort of vibe will help me to start painting again uh there is a mysterious supernatural being in here that she is slowly but surely falling in love with but she's not sure of the exact uh sort of origins of this thing what it is who it is why it exists uh but it has been Slowly but surely, keeping her in the house, not in any, not like in any like. Ooh, we haven't done a gore thing yet. We haven't done like a big horror thing yet. But it's been more. Scotty Young and Jorge Corona have been a really great job of setting up a really interesting and creeping tone. Like you know that you know the 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 pit is going to drop eventually. Like you know yeah. that something is going to happen, and we've been slowly building that uh, while also making you care about this woman, while also getting you more interested in what this thing is that she's been talking to and slowly but surely falling in love with, because he's like, this is not like a, a shape of water situation. This thing speaks, this thing is, you know, has, has, But, has... but it is, it is uh, a, like
1: a woman falling in love with a monster. Like you feel like it, she's like genuinely connecting with it and genuinely resonating with this beast despite it seems kind of vaguely understanding it is a monster
2: yeah and not a, and
1: not a a sweet just evil looking monster like a shape of water but like an actual evil force
2: like she i think that like for because at, at first they sort of start. It's, it's a voice all it is is a voice it's a voice that talks to her and that seems to know a lot but she's not sure why right uh, and sort of, she sort she slowly gets to know it and is falling in love with this thing, even though, again, one, it's clearly a negative supernatural thing. And you slowly but surely seen her get a little more and a little more sort of wary of that as we go on into this issue, because I think it's going to end next issue. We're pretty close to that. Only five? Yeah. Uh, okay. And this issue is when, like, stuff, like like thing, like, things start happening.
1: Um. Well, it's fun. Like images, like uh, slowly building up this little horror wing because they just I I fucking love Stray Dogs that just wrapped up and that was real quick. That was like five issues or so, but that was a fun, beautiful, quick story. And they seem to be doing like these, like real quick, like hey, you got five six issues in you to tell a horror story. That's fun. Like, yeah, the artwork of it looks amazing, and I'm glad that like the story is about the tone and the 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 feeling of it as opposed to like the visual or the shock or the jump scares and everything like that um, yes it is
2: it is 100% about building the mystique and the dread around this yeah, thing the rather atmosphere than atmosphere of yes, the book yes very much so and i i love that i love and usually like i'm with, with slow burns i'm a little impatient but I yeah. think this slow burn has been so engaging and he has done, he has made a slow burn that also genuinely makes you sh- give a shit about this woman and genuinely gets you interested in their relationship. Like he, he is building a relationship between them so that inevitably when things start to go awry in whatever way they're going to end up going awry uh, yeah. you're going to, I feel like I'm going to really feel some type of way about it. And that's yeah. all I ask for in good storytelling and in good horror. It's to make me care about the, the people whose lives you're going to completely fuck up. Like that's why oh. Lucky is so effective. I care about I,
1: those kids. I don't want you to elaborate, but I would like an answer to this. Mm. Are you worried you are going to finish this book rooting for their love to last?
2: I am not sure yet.
1: Okay, good. Good. I love it. I love it. Okay, cool.
2: Um, does Scotty Young write and do the art? Uh, Scotty Young writes it and Jorge Corona draws it. Scotty Young's been doing a lot of stuff with other creators at Image recently, like he did Bully Wars or Middle West a little while ago, and all of those books have been really good. That guy's proven himself to be like a really solid writer who can go through multiple genres. I mean, I think yeah. like is it, we're... It we're is, si- it, oh, sorry.
0: I was just gonna say, is Scotty Young, Young's drawing Strange Academy, right? Is he?
2: I don't think yeah. so. Yeah.
0: I mean,
1: Isn't the, Scotty... the one-off this issue? I mean, also, like, Scotty Young is a oft-impersonated artist. But also, yes. like, I was going to say... No, it's uh, Del Mundo. No. Mike Del Mundo. Scotty Young wrote it. I'm looking at the right. uh, Academy the Special this week. Yep. No, not Scotty... the Special
0: this week. The Special this week had multiple different artists. Uh, uh, had... Because they do a lot of... Did you like one page?
1: Artist. I'm looking at pages right now. I'm looking at the, the look at,
0: Go go. Uh, I'm go looking halfway the, through. Go halfway through. Each page is a different writer and artist. At the end, it's
2: Umberto Ramos on the main book.
0: Oh, Umberto Ramos. Okay, all right, all
2: right. Wait, Sorry, is that fair, fair to. He looks like, he does, like, Scotty Young when Scotty Young was doing his early work before he got into the, Uh, like, cover work that he does. Because if you look at early Scotty Young, um, Umberto Ramos draws pretty similarly to that. Okay, that's where I'm confused. Okay,
1: cool, cool. Um, Umberto Ramos is, like, the heir apparent to, like, uh, Joe Mads.
2: Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, like, it's funny because it seems like we're finally seeing the seeds of Scotty Young delving into writer-artists with the Wizard of Oz stuff. Like, we're finally, like, he's fully transitioned into just being a writer, and, like, I think where he really, like, learned how to do all of his storytelling was when he was through those Wizard of Oz books. Like, I think, as far as I can tell, if there's any sort of self-published stuff, but I don't think he did any mainstream writing for Marvel or DC until that. Yeah, so.
2: I think there might have been some, like, small things, because I know that Scott a. Young has been at Marvel for longer than anybody expects, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, ever,
1: And there was yeah, those those yeah. Oz books, he did like six of them. And he was like the sole guy on them.
2: They're really and good. So,
1: yeah. And so like it's it's cool to see that now, like after all that time, like being a like full like writer artist, he's like transitioning into like, you know what, I feel confident about my writing, um, which is awesome because he's like just as talented as an artist as he seems to be a writer, um,
2: and everything that he's been doing. Um you're great to see. Also, yeah. Jorge Corona needs to draw more stuff. Uh, on <laughs> everything, please.
0: Um, when it comes to uh, like other big stuff, I want I I do want to talk about like some of the big events that came out this week. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel. Uh, did you guys read that one? Yep. It's Tom Taylor, right? Yep. Tom Taylor is doing a lot of alternate universe stuff, right? Whether That's it's brand, Dark. Homie. Yeah, Dark Dark he's doing Dark Ages, right? At Marvel. And then he's doing Dark Knights of Steel here. And he also did
2: Deceased. He and did Injustice and, uh, Injustice, yeah. Injustice. And, you know, all the different deceased uh, tie in books as well, because they were like three of those, I think. Yeah,
0: something there were like four that. four or something. There was a lot. Yeah. I there
2: yeah, they were quite like he built his own little universe in there. Uh yeah. I think well, this has been, like, this issue, because I'm usually pre- pretty hesitant on Tom Taylor alternate universe stuff because it, he starts to feel samey me yeah. after a while, for me, at least. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, like, yeah. his alternate universe stuff all feels pretty similar. We've talked about this before, but his alternate universe yeah. stuff all feels pretty similar to me, and his, uh, like, main DC stuff also all feels pretty similar to me, but in different ways. Uh, this felt genuinely different from all of that, and I was really surprised, and uh, I ended up really liking it. I'm really excited for it, too. Yeah. Trevor, did you read it?
1: I skipped through it. I didn't get a chance to really read it. I was focused on other stuff. But uh,
0: When it it comes to Elseworlds, I feel like Elseworlds, because this is like an Elseworld, right? Uh, Even though it's not called Elseworlds. I don't think they're using that title anymore, but I think they should bring it back. But whatever. I guess everything's in Elseworld now with the multiverse, but whatever. Uh, I think Elseworlds, especially this type of thing, is easy to do like a paint-by-numbers thing where it's like, it's just medieval times and like we're in armor and we're knights and we're fighting like whatever. But like this one, like diverges real quickly from like what a paint by numbers thing would be. And uh uh I'm excited to see what happens. There's some big big shit that happens in this.
2: Genuinely surprising. Like, usually the 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 sort of fun of Elsewhere's is. Look at look at the new design that we've created for insert X character here, Batman suit. Like right. ooh, sick. Like you like you yeah. said, look armor. Whereas this yeah, one like, is like, oh no, we're taking a big swerve. This isn't this is fundamentally a different character with the same core values. Uh and also we're doing it, we're putting a lot of Game of Thrones DNA in here. <laughs> it also there, feels yeah. like uh 1602, Marvel
0: 1602. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Of
1: like reverting back to that and applying it, but this feels like if uh, DC was doing Hamlet, almost like the kind of like the way the hierarchy of it all kind of works out. Um, no, the art looks awesome. Uh, I love. The art
0: is really good. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, who? Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm looking it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while you look it up, cute, uh. Yeah. What is this? Uh, Yasmin. Trevor uh, just wants his time. Seen... All right, well, no, because well, no, cause for a second I thought it was Oliver Copial, and I was going to say that's ironic. Oh, that no, it's, it's not, is, yeah, no. I was going to say it's ironic because he's not on uh, Magic Order 2, which came out this week. Um, wow. well, and yeah, what it, come it come looks the, I didn't read Magic it. Oh, Order, damn, Magic Order read it. uh, 2, number one came out, but it's I Demonic, to read it. I which read is it. like, okay to completely di- diverge and just I have a Mark Miller rant. Where I just like okay, have you get thirty,
0: you get thirty seconds.
1: All of his stuff, like, he, with the exception of John Romita Jr. to tie everything up together, like he is like bailing on the original artists on stuff, and like it, it, he's just like saying like I am the driving force of this, I am what people are coming right. to the stuff for because yeah, like it's Stuart Immonen doing uh, Magic Circle uh, Two, right. um, Frank Quietly is not on the Jupiter's Legacy uh, sequel. Right. Like yeah. he's not going back to his original artist, but still producing all these sequels for these books, and it's just like maybe it's on like, but it, I think it is on purpose, and I and I want to say like I liked the package deal. Like I liked Kick Ass because it was you and John Romita Jr. Like yeah. I haven't been into the 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 Hit Girl stuff or even like the other the Kick Ass sequel stuff the that new, doesn't involve Romita yeah. Jr. And it's like yeah, yeah like the fact that he's like pushing forward without the original artist is like i thought you guys were in this together but it seems like no just because on your own and miller world and his travail. netflix
0: his yeah his netflix deal probably yeah. has to do with him and him alone otherwise you gotta split it like also, i out. wonder whether what's
2: up? Uh, the the reason why is because he picks artists that are really good but extremely slow and inconsistent frank quietly is fucking amazing that guy takes forever to do a book same yeah. thing with olivier coipel you know what i'm saying uh, so when yep. he needs to do like that's why, for example, uh the Ju- even the, the Jupiter's legacy like spin off book, Jupiter Circle, done by a different guy, because uh yeah. you like you can't do you can't get Frank Quietly to do like a consistent such and such book because it's not gonna yeah. come out on time. I love all of those artists. Also, Miller
0: isn't consistent either. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. So Miller is really not
2: Yeah, the last time he was on
1: time writing his books.
0: (laughs) Right, and so all those artists have to. Because like John Romita,
1: John Romita
2: Jr. is not that at all. John Romita Jr. uh, as much like as much as now I'm like you know hit or miss on Romita Jr. Dude is fast and dude will put out a book. Yeah, he'll put out a book. Like
0: (laughs) that's my problem with John Romita Jr. Sometimes he's way too fast and his art is sloppy. (laughs) Like yeah. like the Avengers run that he had, where the Hood came back to steal the Infinity Stones or whatever, is like years back. I'm like, uh, uh, this is horrible. I am not a fan of John Romita Jr. I mean, but uh, also at like, least, least now Bendis
1: really at his A level when he was doing that Avengers run. Like, don't put it on Bendis. <laughs> I'm putting put a little on Bendis. on Bendis. If you're gonna put some it's, on my man on Ju- John Romita Jr., I'm gonna put some John Romita on Bendis. Jr. Well, I love is I
0: absolutely
1: fucking love Brian Michael Bendis. But I will throw him under the bus to save some dignity for my man John Romita Jr. Uh, I'm going to throw him under the
2: bus simply because I read all of his Avengers run in like a single shot in like two weeks, and I'm going to tell you by the time I got there, it it just it just devolves into like not fun times, bro. His whole Avengers run? Like it starts off really good, right? And I'm like, all right, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling. And then like he hits he hits a point, and I'm like, he hits Secret Invasion. I think is exactly what happens. He hits Secret Invasion, and then it all becomes like really. Convoluted, boring, annoying mess. Yeah, and then
1: he doesn't really recover from that. Even when he like reverts to like the Avengers Prime are back guys, like even that, like yeah, he just never.
2: Yeah, yeah, it it never, it never really comes back around because it feels like he has sort of one story, and then he's like, oh wait, I'm also doing every event in the Marvel universe. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. because that's basically
1: that. Is that his swan song from Marvel? Is that the last thing he did?
2: No. I think I, Iron Man, maybe. Okay, Iron Man was after that. Okay. Yeah, Iron Man. There was a lot after that, like Guardians, Iron Man. Uh, he still he was still on Ultimate Spider Man by the tail end of that. Uh, he was doing Defenders. He dude was at Marvel. I Spider-Man. mean, yeah,
1: he, he yeah. like yeah, Miles Morales. I think was his last his last issue. Of that was like his last issue issue. Right. Yeah, Marvel. probably
2: that. I think. it was, well, yeah, was a trying
1: writer, to play his other stuff.
0: A writer could write five titles a month. An artist could only do one title a month.
2: Unless you're Jack
1: oh, Kirby. Yeah. yeah, unless you're yes. Jack Kirby. Or else right, but nobody is and nobody saying will that be. You could, you're, you could do more than five thousand a month. <laughs> Marvel right. method!
0: Right, but the point being is that, like, like artists, that's why, like, because artists do a page a day, and we're talking 20-something issues, or 20-something pages in an issue... Yeah, it's that's like you just can't do a. Maybe John Rita Jr. could do more than one page a day. I mean, but yeah, uh, but that's
1: what it is. It's like that's why they're about twenty pages. Like that's one yeah. work day a week, one page taken care. of.
0: Right, right. Um, I don't know if that's true. But uh, I want to. True. I want to move on to. It is. I mean, it's. It, it is like literally like an eight hour, eight hour, yeah. Yeah, ten yeah, yeah. hour, thirteen hour, depending on how much time, and then you ship it off to your inker. You know. You 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 scan it or whatever, and you send it to your inker uh, to to work on that stuff, and then they send it to the colorist. Metal
2: tracer, and... don't you dare! Oh, is that no.
0: that's, that's what no. what, what Mallrats? Is that mall... no, that's uh... tracer. <laughs> is it mole Yeah, yeah. Jason gave me. Jason gave me tracer.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, wh- I I because of the 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 time that we have left, we got about. Uh, uh, uh let's just say 15 more minutes uh i want to run through a bunch of other titles i want to talk about content and and we can only spend like a minute or two on some of this other stuff right sure. um because uh well i mean we had a big preamble to this episode was, we spent uh... an
1: hour before we mentioned a single comic book that <laughs> yes. came out this week
0: yes yes, this yes. Is, i mean this so. is
1: this is what happens when I'm on. I fully understand this is...
0: I, I get it. I get it.
1: All the time.
0: Uh, and uh, I get it. I like to hear myself talk too. It's cool. Well, you know, that being said, you're starting I mean, You're to digging you deep and you're not I'm gonna, speaking falsely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I. this gave me an idea to do a spin-off of comic talk. Uh, I'm going to think about it. Kind of like a state of comics where we just kind of talk about in general uh, uh kind of uh, comics because we could touch on a bunch of different things, and I don't know. We'll we'll Beyond talk about that. that. That's twenty twenty
2: two.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's twenty twenty two. I know. I could have you guys and then literally have content for days. Um, <laughs> let's let's go through a bunch of let's 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 do it quick. We'll talk about content, what we thought about the content, and then uh move on to different titles. Um, so. Oh, I wish I could talk more about Dark Knights of Steel, but I'm not going to. We're gonna we're gonna move on. Uh did you guys uh read the Death of Doctor Strange tie-ins? Whether it's Avengers or whether it's Strange Academy? Because I am up to date with Strange Academy now, and I'm loving Strange Academy. But uh, did you guys read either one?
1: Nope. I read the, the Strange Academy book. I skimmed through it, but I also like caught up on it. I hadn't read uh the first two issues of Death of Doctor Strange um okay it's it's a cool i like the series like i i it's um yeah there's something about like when you get a good dr strange solid little story that like really clicks there's something fun about it and i feel like they got something here um yeah i've not been reading strange academy so i jumped into this blind but i
0: like oh
1: i like it um You should
0: read Strange Academy. It's really
1: good. Yeah, but it's also, like, I mean, like, if you're going to jump into a series, either jump into issue one or jump into the tie-in issue. (laughs) Yeah. And you'll be able to figure Uh, everything out.
0: Yeah, you only just found out that Enchantress is their mother. So, in in the main title. So, like...
1: These two guys on the cover? Yeah. Enchantress is clearly in the background looking like their mother?
0: well <laughs> she is definitely their mother but what i mean is in the strange academy books you only just found out so if you start it off you won't like you'll know that i guess but
1: how many issues is strange you know, academy in
0: 12 uh 12 uh either 11 or 12 that's they either have their
2: years? 11th or 12th issue
0: yeah Uh it's it's i i think they're gonna mine that intellectual property and do a disney plus harry potter-esque show that's what i think the series is for uh, but we're gonna move on. But I mean, do you have any final thoughts about this one? Did you like it? As a that was fine. Well, I, I like
1: yeah. I like I like Mike Del Mundo's art. Uh, I had forgotten that. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, the art look looks really great. And again, Scotty Young on writing duties uh, did a great job. Like I wasn't lost. Um, yeah, jumping into it. Um, is, yeah. is Del Mundo the art, like the main artist? Was this like the, the, the actual team? I don't think so.
0: No, Umber- Umberto Ramos is. Oh yeah. We
1: artist. were talking, we were just talking about that. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But I I, yeah. I, I like Ramos. Um, but like, I, I, I liked Del Mundo's look. Cause he's got like a lit, Del, Mike Del Mundo, I think it, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think was like cut his teeth on like Vertigo stuff. Um, like, I think he was doing like kind of Sandman, Hellblazer, uh, stuff like that because i i remember the name and looking at the artwork it looked very like vertigo inspired like that mm. sort of sandman uh painted like yellow tones sort of mm-hmm. thing and yeah i i know he did some stuff i i just can't for the life of me remember the titles del has been on but yeah i really yeah. like that style of like yeah like the like late '90s, early 2000s sort yeah. of Sandman look, like yeah. how the books looked at the end of the run. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's not the artist on that, uh, but uh, I mean, well, Ram- Ramos, Ramos is good
1: too. Yeah, Alberto Ramos is the the, the modern uh, horror guy because I mean, he cut his like all the Top Cow um, and Top or, Cow or, or Wildstorm, I forget what uh, where it was from, but like Crimson out there. Um and like all the like horror movie all the horror series that he started off with. Like, I'm not surprised yeah. they have him on here.
0: Yeah. Uh, um as far as Strange or uh this one goes, like uh I thought it was pretty cool if you like the Strange Academy title. So Death of Doctor Strange Avengers tie-in. Uh I don't know if you guys read that, but uh it wasn't that good. And the only good thing that they did was tie in the the um relationship between I say Cytorac. Do you guys say Sidorak or Cytorac? Sidorak. Okay. Uh, I, ha-
1: I haven't come up with a a, a way I uh, say it. <laughs> okay, that's great. I have no opinion.
0: Uh, <laughs> they tie in the relationship between the god of Cytorac, Citerac, um, and the Crimson Bands of uh, of that, and they kind of like hammer home that like Juggernaut is related to the god that also has the Crimson Bands that Doctor Strange uses. But Doctor Strange is dead. So then there's something happening with uh, Sidorak, you know? So that's kind of, and they look, and there's like these like Avatar things that look like Juggernaut. But then they're I like, but do... well, we know Jug- where Juggernaut is right now. So these are obviously not him. So that's kind of the premise.
1: Um, is this kind of following up uh, on the idea that was introduced in the second issue of the the idea of like all these incursions are actually retreats? Uh yes yes because so like, uh, I, I like that premise I like that idea of all Doctor Strange's death is marked with all these incursions on Earth but it's people fleeing from all this ether shit that now right. that Earth's barriers are broken down they're like oh finally I I've been hitting at the door and pounding on it and finally right. I can get through now I like that idea of like because then it's like y- you have this looming threat but now you have all these X Factor characters. Popping in, right. they're not—they're not fueled by nefarious purpose, but they right. also aren't the best of uh, forces you want in our on our dimensional right. plane. So I like that idea.
0: Yeah, and it's spinning out of D- Death of Doctor Strange number two. It—it um, it wasn't that good of a book, uh, the this Avengers tie-in, but you know it was what it was. um Manny, you
2: got a big book that you want to talk about? Uh, real quick, a book that a lot of people aren't going to read, but I think they should. Silver Coin number six. Uh, Silver Corn is a horror anthology. Written by different people, all drawn by Michael Walsh. Uh, This issue is about a kid who gets consumed by a horror video game, and it's really cool. Uh, Read this whole book. Whenever you see an issue on the stands, pick it up because they're all standalone.
0: Okay, awesome. Uh, Primordial number two came out. I read Primordial number one and two. Uh, Also, just coming off of stray dogs, I keep being just feeling sad for dog characters in these (laughs) comics. And I'm like, ah. but uh, it, it's cool. And it's shaping up to be interesting. And I'm trying to figure out how it all fits uh, together. But it's definitely like Russia, uh, like Cold War space age, like sending dogs to outer space. But then the, it, it's, it's 2001, a space
2: odyssey meets dogs. That's kind of what it is, right? Yeah, pretty much. I like this issue, yeah. but I, I feel like this is definitely an in-between chapter that really doesn't stand out uh, by, by itself.
1: Ooh, I yeah. didn't realize that Andrea Sorrentino is doing the art. That's awesome. That's awesome. it. Like it. A... It's really good art. Yeah, it's
0: really good art and layout. Well, I love like...
1: The, like the the atmosphere that they make.
0: Yeah,
1: and with Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire, like when he does like space. Did you guys read uh, Trillium? Trillium came right. out.
2: Yeah, Trillium.
1: Trillium was like a head trip, uh, sci-fi thing that uh, Jeff Lemire did art and writing on for Vertigo, right? Mm. Uh,
2: yes. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, like Gideon Falls. This feels very much in that vein. Okay. In terms of what mm. the the sort of aesthetic of the book is.
1: Okay.
0: Mm. Um. Did you guys read Icon and Rocket Number Four? Yep.
1: Downloaded it. Didn't get a chance. Mm.
0: I liked it, and also it's. I think it's also kind of interesting that they're show. they It's a mirror universe a little bit to the DC universe because they name this villain the Manhunter from Mars. Yeah. It's not John Jones. It's just kind of like throwing nods in DC's, like, direction. And, you know, so on and so forth. You got anything to say, Manny?
2: Right. I, I like this issue. It just felt like it was the punch-em-up issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. I feel like we we were getting such, like, big ideas and stuff like that in the last issue. We just got to do, like, all right, get the superhero stuff out of the way so we can get back to that, which is sort of interesting for me, right? Like, I'm I'm not so much, like putting emphasis on the superhero stuff here i want them to sort of explore the big themes that we were exploring But we had to take this issue to just like beat the shit out of the bad guy and things like that and yeah like oh there's more of them yeah trevor did you you have something to say real quick uh no i didn't get a chance
1: to uh read it but i I, i've i like the first issue i'm like two issues because this is four so yeah i only read the first issue but i like it Mm. and um yeah like hearing you say like that the I'm assuming that that red thing on the cover that icons fighting is yeah. the the manhunter from Mars. Yeah, um, it kind of yeah. it, it's funny because it kind of feels like uh, Stanley presents or Stanley imagines, yeah, of yeah. thing of like, yeah. yeah, we're gonna take some names and we're gonna use some stuff. It's not the actual characters, no. but we are gonna like use it and, yeah. and, and pepper it in. Um, yeah, which DC also Superman likes to do every was killed now in the
0: crib. Superman's killed in the crib in like issue two uh, of this, like they mentioned that there's another baby that comes from outer space in 1930, whatever they said. And then man, from Mars kills him in his, in his crib. So All right. like they, they, they're alluding to DC stuff, but then they're like, nah, but we're our own thing. Like it doesn't, really <laughs> you know? um, miracle man, uh, miracle man. Why am I saying miracle? Mr. Miracle, yeah. uh, finished its six issue miniseries. And I'm going to be honest. I don't know why this miniseries had to happen other than introducing Shiloh Norman, to this new DC universe. It was kind of confusing, and uh, I would take it or leave it. The art's great, and Shiloh Norman is cool, but eh, I
2: don't I'm know. Gonna, if I'm going to uh, uh, confront you on that and say I'm going to uh, definitely take it, because I think that despite it, yes, being a little confusing, yes, getting into a little like loopy time stuff at the end, the theming of this book was excellent. There's a very specific line in here where Shiloh says that, Legacy is pointless if everybody in that doesn't leave part of themselves there. Like, mm. legacy is meaningless if you continue just to try to be the person behind you. Uh, and I think that right. is such a fucking impactful and real ass line, both like meta-textually, right? As in, in as sort of looking at uh, hit, uh, legacy in DC Comics, right? Uh, right? Like the best legacy characters are the one that left their mark in that and didn't and weren't just like copies of the one previous to them, ones that did things differently. And if that, and probably yeah. that isn't like the uh, the sort of motto of what we're doing going forward at DC, but also uh, I just think that this book was really good in terms of establishing who Shiloh Norman is and doing a lot yeah. with going like, uh, even the end of this being not the big superhero fight, but him being like, my name is Shiloh Norman and I am Mr. Miracle and I'm a black man and was a public figure. I think that's really yeah. nice to see. I really like the, that that kind of stuff in this book and I think more people should read it.
0: That's, yeah, and it, it, it doesn't like, it end with Shiloh Norman is. Yes, right. Uh, yeah, uh, that's isn't awesome. that what they, he
2: says? Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Shiloh is, and then and then cut, yeah. and then like black. Yeah. But like that's
1: it, yeah. that the the way like Miles Morales was intentional by Bendis to be like mixed raced. Um, Shiloh Norman never felt like an intentional like. Oh, we're gonna see the 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 what the the uh, what apocalypse looks like through the lens of a, a black man. Like it just felt like just make him black because he's gonna be different than Scott Free. Like it never yeah. felt intentional. So it's cool to hear someone finally acknowledge him. Like, well, but he is a black character regardless. So that means he could tell stories. That means we could do stuff with it. So I I, I like i completely slept on this whole mini um i really didn't even like register it was like coming out really um so it's cool to hear that that's kind of where it goes and that it is about because shiloh norman is also like uh not necessarily but kind of like a hanger on on the on this thing because it is like the thing of like Scott free is like the son that was traded to dark side, like Scott free is like a figure in the mythology of the fourth world. Whereas yeah. shadow Norman is just a guy who's just a part of it. And just part of the saga just as a part of like a component of it. And they so it's do a cool. lot to
2: clean up Shiloh's backstory and to clean up like what makes that character cool in the beginning of this book, which I think is red. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
1: I, I'm really excited to see it because yeah, Shiloh Norman's I, I feel is a character who's always had such great potential, but because there didn't seem to be a real reason to establish him in the first place, slash the sort of continuing specter of the original Scott Free hanging around, um, that it's cool to see that they finally have like a story for him to let him break out and be his own thing, to be a Wally West Mr. Miracle, a a just as valid version of the character, um, while also not being the originator.
0: Yeah. Um there were solid titles that came out this week and I'm sad now that we can't get through all of them. Uh, I'm just going to show Human some Target. Real quick. Human Target. Right. Was human awesome. tar- yeah, we got to uh, we got to talk about Human Target. All right. Uh, it real lo- quick, it looks like it's, it's it looks like
1: Tom King is writing his DC Frontier. Like okay. DC the new Frontier. Yeah. Like it looks like it looks like Darwin Cook in like a cool way. Um, But also, like, what is it with Tom? This is the thing I really wanted to bring about. Like, Greg Smallwood, uh, and Manny, you reminded, like, his art is fantastic. His art is amazing and wonderful. But there's, Tom King loves to make a good guy a bad guy because it seems someone in the Justice League International is actually up to Mm. no good and trying to kill Christopher Chase. It's like
0: uh try to kill Luther as far as we can tell.
1: Oh well, yeah, try to kill Luther, but they're unintentionally killing Christopher Chase
0: because he is the human target. Yeah. Um. Why is his name's Christopher Chase? I know I knew nothing about Human Target going into this, but I thought this was a cool first issue, and it's a good introduction to the character. I I am fine. You know, like I wasn't lost. I was like, all right, I know what this guy's all about.
2: This feels like uh, very the the ver- a very Tom King book. We're gonna take a character that nobody knows. We're gonna put him in a very dramatic scenario. We're gonna have life or death stakes. He's gonna be yeah. real sad and questioning his life, and gonna have like a, an existential crisis through the book. I'm sure, as yeah. many Tom King protagonists do, uh, like Mister Miracle, like Mister Miracle, <laughs> yeah. or Adam Strange, or the Vision, or fucking yeah. Kyle Rayner and Omega Men. Uh, yeah. uh, Heroes in crisis, like. Yeah. Heroes and yeah. even Batman goes through the same fucking thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was the one who yeah.
1: introduced suicidal Batman.
2: Yes, uh, but I think this book. Mm. I don't want to
1: diminish that. Like by saying, like, yeah, suicidal Batman. Like, but like, yeah. No, he he seems to have this thing with with what he wants to do with his characters.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I think that it works for characters like Christopher Chase because uh, he's a character that doesn't have a lot going for him, so you can put a lot more into that character than was there previously uh and also this book gives me real parker vibes if y'all remember darwin Cook's parker 100 yeah. uh,
1: 100 it,
2: it's very much like that like uh knows what the fuck he's doing cool like crime book and i'm all about stuff like that so i'm here for it all also, right Greg smallwood
1: yeah Greg smallwood the art it looks fantastic It look, like that's darwin cook especially parker I, I definitely got some parker vibes but because it's a dc book i'm like well i'll just say it looks like new frontier but definitely 100 percent parker Two things: one, I don't think Christopher Chase is gonna die. Two, Luther's assistant—that's mm, uh, that's, that's bro, my theory. Bro. Right at the top, yeah. Introduce the character, uh, yeah. Right at the top. Move on. Story goes classic noir. I think that's. Yeah. I think she had something to do with it. Maybe she's not yeah. the mastermind. Maybe she got uh, pulled in some sort of blackmail thing. But I also like. I love a good noir. Like a real yeah. good like an actual like noir, like not just like something like, Oh, it's dark or it's a mystery. Like this is like has rules, the same as superheroes. Like a uh film noir has rules and this is gonna follow, but it's going to be in the universe. Like Luther's in the whole thing. We we get a mention of Jean um in the opening pages. So it's like Marsha Manhunter's yeah. gonna show up at some point. Um hopefully, hopefully he's looking dapper like DC New Frontier. Uh and has like the suit like when him and King Faraday go out and face the center.
2: Mm. Also, um, if you like this, read New Burn from this week. If you like read what? If you like Human Target, read Chip Sadarsky's book New Burn from this week. Very similar Ooh. vibes in terms of uh sort of Ooh. character who works between the lawn, who's sort of investigating a case that uh isn't so cut and dry. It's really good.
1: I saw that, but okay. I didn't I didn't think to to grab it. Okay, good. On it. Uh, I didn't know that was the
0: this just reminds me of Tom King's Rorschach. I forgot that he wrote that. It just, it does. It streams a lot of that to me because there's an ongoing mystery. Right. And like, that's kind of the thing. Um, a lot of books came out this week. We don't have time to go over all of them, Uh, but I do want to thank the audience out there for, for watching this. If you're watching it, uh, you're watching the live stream, which is on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or our number one live stream platform, volume.com. It's a new live stream platform. Uh, It's all about uh, performers, musicians, Mm -hmm. singers, niche geek talk shows, you know, that sort of thing. So volume.com slash the key show is where we're at. And that's where we draw the chat from. Uh, if you're listening to us and you can't see our beautiful, beautiful faces, you are watching or uh, listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. We're on all of those. Maybe we're on more. I'm not quite certain how that all works, but uh, at least on those five. Um, before we get going, I want to thank Manny. I want to thank Trevor for coming on the show. Manny, what's your social media? Where can we find you? You got any plugs? Uh,
2: you can find me on TikTok at Manny's Pics. I do. Uh, videos about comics history and give a lot of comic book recommendations. You can also find me on Instagram at Manny's Topics.
0: Awesome. You got anything coming up? Uh, Not yet. We'll get All there. right. <laughs> I'll tell you what's coming up. You'll be on another episode of Comic Talk. Uh, I I love having you on.
2: <laughs> it's a blast to be on. So
0: Yeah. Uh, Trevor, what's your social media? Where can we find you? What do you got coming up?
2: Uh, you can find me at Trevor
1: Copter, uh on all social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I my TikTok. I think I managed to get that too. Um, and then I got um, the keeg back tomorrow night. Woo-hoo! That's right. Yeah, uh, we're
0: doing we're doing a big hangout. We're doing a big hangout, Manny. I know it's late for you, but you're all always welcome on on the keeg back. Uh, we're doing like a uh, a big hangout for however long people want to hang out and we'll just drink and talk and have a good time because we only have two episodes left of the key back for this year. We got tomorrow and we got next week and then we go on hiatus for who knows how long. Who knows whether the key back will be back. But I know that you're on the East Coast. So, you know, time is interesting.
2: Definitely not tomorrow, but maybe the next time, maybe the last. OK, one, so we'll see. All right, I'll, uh,
0: uh, I'll, I'll contact you <laughs> yeah. uh, for that. Uh, But thank you, everybody out there for watching. Thank you, you YouTube, for being on the show. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media, follow us at The Keeg Show on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. If you want to tweet at at us, uh, I'd be more than happy to reply. But nobody ever tweets at us. Um, But wherever you guys are digesting The Keeg, that's great. We got multiple shows, uh, including The Keeg, back tomorrow. And then we're going to talk Eternals on Sunday. I'm seeing Eternals tonight, so um,
1: how are you feeling? Uh, how are you feeling about it? Like,
0: I mean, I, I will. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm gonna go in ready to love it, and I am w- fine with being let down. I'd rather not go in thinking it's shitty. I don't okay. think it's gonna be shitty anyway. I don't think so. I think there's gonna be a lot to love, but I also don't really love the characters from the comics. So this better sell me on it. You know, it's kind of a lot. <laughs> A lot riding on that. Um, Thank you to everybody out there once again. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. This has been another episode of Comic Talk. Uh, Take care, everybody, and I'll hopefully see you either next week on Comic Talk or on another uh, episode of anything that we do here at The Key. Take care. Bye.
2: Strong, oh, super fast, gotta beat the boss and get the loot, cause it's the king, and we got geek news.